welcome to comedy <laughs> film nerds. Is that because we saw the uh, Christopher Robin trailer? Yeah, hello, Winnie the Pooh, mate. <laughs> what? I'm and good. then happiness overflowed. I really did from that accent. Yeah. That's what we want. Goodbye, I want the, Christopher Robin. I want that this accent on this show. I want happiness to overflow on the comedy. It should. Show. Every single episode, happiness should overflow. Hello, episode 375. No better way to do that. Three and sixpence or whatever. It would <laughs> three be. and sixpence? I don't know. A pocket I, full of rye? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever their weird math Four and 20 blackbirds? Sure, of course. All of them. They're all on the show. My name is Graham Elwood. I'm Chris Mancini. We've got a lot of um, great movies we're going to talk about mm -hmm. today and some uh, not-so-great ones. But uh, we'll be talking about The Hero, Justice League Dark, some interesting trailers. Tickled uh, we're going to talk about. Yes, and uh, maybe we'll uh, revisit Snatch for oh, a few minutes with, well. our, with our guests who saw it uh, about 100 times. She's seen it <laughs> yeah. 100 times. She's seen it 100 times. Good for her. Um, guys, also, uh, all you Patreon backers, we're going to do the record later today the bonus episode with Neil T. Weekly, the yes. weekly monthly world news review expose or what do we call it <laughs> that's close enough sure yes. um uh, live <laughs> recorded at a later pre-recorded but live. it feels live I mean, and feels uh, live. he was already working on all the stories last night he's ready he's gonna be here and uh, ready to go to, so that's uh, the drop Patre a little film uh film news on yeah us. so if you're if you're not a patreon backer that gets the bonus uh, audio content you might want to go to patreon.com slash comedy film nerds yeah do the do the 10 do the 10 dollar level and you get it eat it <laughs> Eat the ten dollar level. Yes, that doesn't seem right. What uh, other fancy pants announcements? Con uh, Los Angeles Podcast Festival, October sixth through the eighth. Yes, LAPodfest.com. Check that out. We keep announcing new shows. I was just I was downtown on Sunday, um, uh, after my girlfriend and I went to go see the WNBA, as we often do. Fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Sparks won, and we went by the. When you say often. How how often is often? We went to two games this past week. We've been to four so far this season. Wow, that is often. We've seen four of their 11 games. All right. Very good. Does that sound often enough? No, yeah, all right. No, that passes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I was hoping. God, I was hoping you would sign off. <laughs> I, mathematically, I wanted to know. <laughs> on, <laughs> on my oftenness. Yes. But we went down by the Biltmore. We were downtown oh, uh, yeah. after the game, which was cool. And Where the festival's going to be. Where the festival's going to be. She had never seen it. She posted some photos. Um, it's going to be, it's awesome. It's such, it's such a, it's opulent. It is opulent. It is opulent. The Sofitel was not opulent. And it also has such a rich history. It's haunted. Yes. We went into one of the ballrooms <laughs> and the lights were off and it's goddamn haunted. There's no yeah, two It feels creepy. It does feel creepy. Uh -huh. So we're really, I'm hoping that some one of the podcasters, maybe me, has some sort of- uh, Experience. Jack Nicholson freak out, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's <laughs> axes. And I don't All know, right. buy, a, buy a pass, guys. You never know yeah, what's going to happen. We might have to lock Graham in the freezer. There might be twins at the end of a hallway. Um, there might be. The Sklar there might be the Sklars, <laughs> yeah. The Sklar brothers. <laughs> Red Ram. No, did they play? Did he play for the Cardinals? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, go to LAPodfest.com. Yep. Let's introduce our guest. Let's do it. Uh, Longtime friend and first time guest. First time oh, guest. Finally Nikki got Glazer. her in here. Yes. Hello. Hey. We tried to get you on the show for a long time, but you were living in New York. I was. Now you're back on the West Coast. West Coast. I've been here for two years. Nice. So it, it's not like right back, but Close got enough. back yesterday. Yeah, there you go. From the East Coast. Really? Yeah. Were you working? 
I was, uh, I did The Tonight Show. Ooh. How was Ever that? heard of it, Graham? No. Did they have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that they do. They should. Get on it. Uh, yeah, I was there for that. And uh, yeah, and then I was in D.C. I was in D.C. Oh, nice. That's where I went this weekend. How was the Tonight Show? So it was your first time doing it, or you've done it before? Third of the Tonight Show, but second time doing it with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah, it was good. It was really good. That's it was so cool. fun. I did a Jennifer Aniston impression that I've I've never done impressions in my set or anything, but it's just ah ah. That's it. Ah ah ah. That's it. I love an impression. There's just a code you have to crack. With an impression, mm-hmm. and once you get it, then then it's it. it doesn't matter what you look like, it doesn't matter what kind of you're saying or doing, like yeah, but it's uh it's it's hard to 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 crack, and that's the thing is like I usually just do impressions of other people's impressions, right? Like, I feel like that's what most people do, right? Because that person cracked the code, they cracked the code, and then you right. you, you just, just yep <laughs> yep, and but no one ever accuses you of doing that, but um I accuse myself of copying Vanessa Bayer's. Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Put my own spin on it. Who else was on the show with you? Uh, Larry the Cable Guy Ooh. and Kirsten Dunst. Did you meet Kirsten? I didn't, but she like floated past my dressing room and oh. everyone that I was with in the dressing room was like, she's so beautiful. And I'm like, I'm right here. <laughs> you should have just gone, ah, ah. You didn't ah, right ah, ah. <laughs> Kirsten t- talks like this. That's my Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> She's you cracked two codes. Like this. Wow. If I close my eyes, I'm on the it's, Tonight Show from last week. Yeah. And then you're done. He's a lovely man. Have you met him? Uh, no, but I hear he's very nice. He's so right? nice. Yeah. He doesn't like Hillary, and so I, I kind of don't care for her. He says mean things about her every time we talk. But, <laughs> but He deliberately brings it up? Well, just once, I guess. And then this other time, yeah, I just it just sticks in my craw. Yeah. Get her done. Yeah, yeah. I just, think it's five million dollars in get her done merchandise is what sticks in my craw. Oh my god! But hot sauces. Yeah. <laughs> Fidget spinners. Yeah. Give Kiss a run for their merchandising money. Oh god! No kidding. Um, so let's talk about some movies, Graham. Let's do it. Let's uh, talk about. You saw the hero. This is the Sam Elliott film. All right. Yeah, I saw out. the Sam Elliott. Uh-huh. The, so if you've seen the trailer, um, I'll just give you the the. He's a it's kind of him a little bit. It's playing a guy that was like an icon, this guy Lee Hayden. It's not a real person, but he was he was a Western icon. He had this one movie called The Hero. That's what he's known for. Right. And since then, he's just been, that was like back in the 70s or something. And since then, he's just been sort of working and he's kind of floundering. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the, the um, uh, movie opens with him doing voiceover and he's like... <laughs> Uh, Lone Star Barbecue Sauce. Perfect oh, compliment for your chicken. Uh, Lee, can you do that again? Lone Star Barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> it's just somebody. Can you give it a couple of times? And he's like, and he does like three in a row. And he's like, uh, did we get it? Um, yeah, just do it again. Uh, do you want me to do it differently? Yeah, just do it again. <laughs> Lone Star Barbecue. <laughs> so he just sort of like, that's his life. Like Lost in Translation when he's doing the... It's a little bit like that. It's it's kind of like the Lost in Translation meets the uh, the Jeff Bridges uh, singer movie that I'm blanking on. Mm. That he... Crazy Heart. Crazy, Crazy Heart. Heart. It's sort of like that, but it... I almost said Country Strong, but he doesn't kill himself at the end. <laughs> so. No. No. The audience does. The, uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, that's what I mean. So yeah. this, it, it's... 
I wanted it to be like a Lost in Translation, uh-huh. Crazy Heart something. I was kind of hoping for it. The trailer, I was like, oh, this looks really cool. He, um, His girlfriend is played by Laura uh, Pepron or Pepon. How do I pronounce her? Prepon. Prepon. All right. No reason to be a dick. Wait, <laughs> Sam Elliott's girlfriend? Yes. Is Laura... Aren't they decades and decades apart? Right, so they talk about that because she like is flirty and hitting on him, and he's like, "What? What is this about? You know, right? What do you okay, want? you know, there's and he's, she's like, "Why do you care how old I am? How old are you?" He goes, "I'm seventy one." What? what <laughs> so, uh, so so. What character does Catherine um, Ross play? Because they're married in real right, life, right? So they, she plays his ex-wife. Okay. So they establish mm. very quickly. He's he, you know was this icon that kind of isn't anymore and he wasn't a great dad or a great husband. That's very much established. Um, Kristen Ritter plays his daughter and he goes over to Nick Offerman's house almost every day and smokes weed with him. Nick Offerman, he and the, the two of them did a TV show together. This is in the movie? In, this is in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They could have just been sitting around smoking weed at Nick Offerman's house going, we should do a movie. <laughs> um, so... Uh, and it's revealed that him and Nick Offerman were on a TV show called Cattle Drive together a million years right. ago or something. So, so you're just sort of getting he's this Western icon guy, and um, but he hasn't he's really not happy with his life and who he was and and he wasn't a great dad and wasn't a great husband husband and um, and he meets Laura Prepon and she's like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, all smitten with him and it's like oh okay cool, he's. It's uh, it's established early on. This is also in the trailer, so I'm not giving this away. He's a, he has like pancreatic cancer, mm. and he's like, I don't know if I want to tell anybody or deal with this, or so he's like, what do I do with my life? And was my life did it have any meaning? So it starts out like, oh wow, and then her character wasn't written well enough. It's the it's the it's a it's the classic complaint. No, no, a female that wasn't fleshed out. I know it's gonna sound crazy. <laughs> Um, she plays a stand-up comic, and I was like, no. I know. So that I was like, oh, man. So he goes to see her perform one night. I'll give the director credit. He shot stand-up, and he and, and um, Ali Wong and Cameron Esposito were on the show, and he clearly, I was like, oh, he had them do their sets and just set up cameras. It mm-hmm. wasn't that, like, when they, you can tell when they're cutting and doing different takes, like, when they, like, they screwed up. Just set yeah. a camera up and let people do stand-up. So they did. So that was kind of accurate. And then she comes out, and it's like, oh man. And she's trying to be a, an alt comic, and it's for me. Obviously, I'm like, nope. <laughs> right. I don't. But I love her. I love Orange Is the New Black. And but we're supposed to believe she's like on their level, Allie and Cameron. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um. So, but but then there's this. I don't want to give too much away, but then. So when they first meet, and he's like, "What's her opener?" I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like jealous of this new talent. She in had town. great merch. Um, <laughs> so, so, so yeah, um, a good tag to put on a really shirt. good tag to put on a shirt. I was like, "Forever oh. 71." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag daddy issues. So it's totally her shirt. That's her whole act is daddy issues. So it was really cool how they met, and and how you can tell she's like smitten with him and he's like what like literally you're my daughter's like my daughter's a couple years younger than you Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and so and I was like oh this could be interesting 
you know, and, and when she first said, oh, I'm a stand-up, he's like, where do you, where do you work? Where do you, because she's just like, let's hang out. He's like, where, well, don't you have to be anywhere? Like, she goes, I'm a comic. So I was like, okay, well, that explains that. The poverty. The poverty right. and mm-hmm. the daddy issues and all of that. But then I was like, it just didn't get fleshed out enough. That relationship didn't get fleshed out. Do they enough. get fleshed out? Like, do they get, do they have sex? Yeah, they kind of do that. And. I, I'm trying not to like give away too much of. But what, is there, there's but, a sex scene. Because I feel like kind of like it's hard to see like like where could this movie go? Like I know you don't want to give away too much because it seems like like where would the progression be of the story? Well, that's kind of the issue. Is they kind of dangle some? Oh, it might go this direction. It might go that direction, and then kind of Doesn't. meanders and takes too long to get there. Where I it's an it's a 90 minute movie, and I was getting bored. Oh, right. Like, that's a problem. Yeah. If your movie is 93 minutes with credits. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's like, and at minute, you know, 65, I'm like, all right. Come on, wrap it up. So yeah. that, I love Sam Elliott and I love, but but again, a lot of this ground has been covered. Right. Which doesn't mean you can't cover it again, but you have to cover it in an interesting or some, some or kind different, of different right. way. Very important question. Sam Elliott, mustache, no mustache. This oh, movie. mustache. Oh, thank God. That's part of the thing is okay. is then he gets invited to go to this. Mustache Elliott? Mustache Elliott <laughs> yeah. of this, like, he's getting a Lifetime Achievement Award from, like, the Western Movie Association or something. And he's like, oh, God, I don't want to go to this thing. And he brings Laura with him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, this will be a blast. Um, and so at the thing, you know, there's all these women like, oh, my God, I love your mustache and, you know, all this stuff. And he's like, kisses him on the cheek. Well, there you go, darling. You know, like he's like, yeah. all right, I'm going to play this up. So and, you know, it obviously resonates for any of us in show business of like, oh, wow, this you could. Where are we going to be 20, 30 years from now? And how are we going to, you know, like, are we going to just have that one, two things we did? And now we got to go Lone Star Barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, so, so. Soldiers Crystals. <laughs> you know, it like, it gets an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh-huh. And I think that's right where this movie is. It's like a right. C plus B minus. Uh-huh. Like, it's, it's okay. There's some okay performances, but it just felt like. Didn't quite get there. Nah, and it was it was a writing. It was a script problem. Yeah, I thought so. Because it, yeah. So it's a barbecue commercial. It's a it's a another you, merch idea for her. Yeah. That seventy one show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, seventy one is the new black. That's <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we just keep. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's a movie. Like literally, if it's if you're on a plane, you'd go. It's a good oh, plane one. Yeah, yeah. It'd get yeah. you through a ninety minute. Okay. It'd get you, you know, here to Denver maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think that'd get you to Denver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, now this movie, we've talked about it a, a while ago when it first came out, but it's it's because it hasn't gotten wide release. Nick, you saw it tickled. Yes. Mm. And I keep. People keep going, oh my God, you haven't seen this. And I, so. Because it's one of those discovery documentary movies where it starts out as one thing and then becomes something yes, else. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So without like giving away some of the business about, or like, so what, how did you come across it? What did you know before you went into it? Right. Um, I came across it because uh, on my show, Not Safe, we were like just investigating any kind of weird sexual underground or fetish thing uh, happening. And it was about a year ago and someone was like, oh, they, there's like, tickling people into tickling stuff and then my friend 
who I had a podcast with, Dan St. Germain, saw it and said it was, like, fantastic. And he, I trust his opinion about stuff. But he didn't give away anything. Like, I didn't know that there wasn't going to be just about tickling. And so I thought it was, like, I was, like, how could a documentary about tickling be, go- like, if it Compelling. was just, yeah, and yeah. but I trusted that it would. And then as I was watching it last night, my boyfriend, we started, he goes, isn't this the one that gets really weird and dark? And I was, like, no, yeah. <laughs> he goes, I think that's another tickling documentary. I'm, like, there's another tickling documentary <laughs> he goes was there another one that came out like two years ago? i'm like no this is it and yeah, yeah that's it's a whole genre tickling yeah. documentary <laughs> that just go the another way yeah, you that, just gotta follow it that was a good backpedal try yeah, yeah i know he yeah. really tried it was yeah. like no i know this is gonna get weird but it gets weird like immediately oh right. okay yeah so and it grabs so, you in but so it is like it does it does it does that thing it's the dear zachary of tickling documentaries I'm, I'm just kidding I, yeah. <laughs> no, have you seen dear zachary no, I haven't seen. yeah okay. okay so this is that is a it's it's a it's a sad that was okay. a sad joke okay because that okay i heard I kinda, lots of twists and turns in that one yeah. okay okay well then i would say um sorry i know that's a spoiler in and of itself and i'm sure you guys talk about that all the time that's all right though like I, enough people have i think the the mystique around this movie is out there enough that I think everyone sort of knows that it goes in one direction and goes somewhere else. Yes. yes. I think I, like, I've heard that. Like tickling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Comes back around. <laughs> it turns funny. It gets weird. Yeah. Um, so then is it does it do the thing that a good documentary does of you don't have to be in this world. Like it, it just shows you a, a an interesting story that. Yes. And a subculture and a whatever else that is just a compelling story. But then it goes in unexpected directions. Yes. It's if you're not into tickling, you'll be you can be into this. Right. <laughs> you know, like if you like aggressively hate tickling, like you can yeah, you'll love it. You'll or if you love it. tickling, you'll probably love it too. Right. So right. yeah. So okay. either side of the tickling fence, you're going to enjoy this film. <laughs> so pro oh my or gosh. non-tickling. Yeah, the, whichever um, one you registered as. Uh, yeah. tick, pro tickler or not, um, yeah, you you will enjoy this one. It's yeah, it's it's pretty good. Like yeah, it was it was good. I lost interest pretty quickly. I picked it because it was short, mm. and because I wanted to see it. But um, I lose interest in movies. I don't. I can't do movies a lot of times. <laughs> if I'm going to be honest with you guys, I leave movies often at the theater and ask for my money back. Didn't you and I walk really? out of a movie once? We were on Probably. the road. We went to something, and we were like, "Oh, did you make I it all the way through so the movie, often. though?" Yes. Okay. Yes, I all did. Right. Um, so score. I yes, score total <laughs> score. But yeah, I I do I do um, have a pro- problem lasting in movies. All right, good to know. <laughs> so and I demand my money back if it's before like forty five minutes. I always get the uh, I always I just get 30. a pass and then come to see something else again. I'm like, right, get a pass, I just get. Something. Oh yeah, like that the same difference. Yeah, yeah. but people don't know you can do that. And they yeah. feel so embarrassed. I'm like, the the girl walk, working the box office didn't make the movie. Like, she yeah. doesn't care. They don't, they don't care. They don't care. Yeah. yeah she, she's like, oh, my God, I've always liked Transformers. Yeah, it's like, I can't believe you're asking your money back. Oh, my God. Tom Cruise was better yeah. than Brandon Fraser in The Mummy. Like, <laughs> you can't. Like you got to go back and watch the rest of this film, young lady. <laughs> you just spit on my family's grave. <laughs> How could you possibly do that? So, all right, all right. So I still got to now that like I am compelled to see. Yeah, it. I definitely want to. I, I, inspired I, by the dollop, by an episode, by one of the early. That episodes was of the insane dollop. to me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. Because Dave and Gareth covered this topic, the, uh, and, and the documentary filmmakers went further. 
they covered the tickling mm-hmm. fetish competition. Yeah, it's or like episode two or three. Yeah, of the dollar. Wow. And yeah, that, I was surprised to to see that as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, the thing is, you there's no way you could ever even imagine where it's going to take you. All right, Done. I'm in. sold. All right, All right. Check go it somewhere out. weird. Just blame Dave Anthony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I always as do. usual. You should. Yeah. You should always blame Dave Anthony. So now the next movie I saw was uh, Justice League Dark. Now this is the second R-rated movie to uh, come out of the DC animated universe feature film mm-hmm. uh, pipeline. Now I, I'm not exactly sure what made it R. It's just as violent as the other PG-13 ones, although it wasn't nearly as disturbing is killing joke because as you know that graphic novel is very disturbing mm-hmm. and having it animated is even more so i could see that that one getting art this one was more eh, it was because i think it had some horror elements in it whenever you add horror elements like demons and monsters and creepy a little more blood it goes a little bit r even though it was animated now this is one of That's those so movies, arbitrary because let's it, be it's honest very the christopher nolan batman movies could all be rated r easily all easily yeah. and, and this is the kind of thing too that this type of movie what it was trying to do is basically introduce some of these new characters, mm-hmm. like uh, John Constantine, who um, was originally based on the on Sting, which makes perfect sense if you read the old comics. He looks like him, he acts like him, and uh, he's into tantric sex. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Um, so Trudy, the Matt <laughs> and, and Matt Ryan. I don't know why I know her name. <laughs> why do we all know Sting's wife's name? Okay. And Matt Ryan plays John Constantine, <laughs> who actually played him in the live-action version on the CBS show that was very short-lived, mm-hmm. and then also as a guest star on uh, on Arrow. So this character is very interesting, and they can never seem to get him right, like in either the live-action or animated versions. Basically, what you have is a very flawed character. And then there was the Keanu Reeves movie, which was a disaster. That's still, again, all the same character, and they, they just can't seem to get him completely right. This was probably the closest Keanu that they've Reeves gotten. movie? That was a disaster. I know. Isn't that I've unbelievable? Never said that yeah. Isn't that? That's so <laughs> weird. Um, but basically, what you have is you have this flawed character who is embroiled in magic. And the, the theme of magic is there's always a price to pay. Like, if you do something, something else has to pay the price, or you pay the price, your soul, whatever. But the thing about this character is he's such a bastard that whenever he uses magic or um, uses all these powers, someone else always pays the price. Mm-hmm. So that makes him this flawed, really weird, interesting character, even though he sometimes tries to, or a lot of times he tries to do the right thing, but someone else always pays for <laughs> the shit that he does. Um, Batman is shoehorned into this movie as like a tag-along character. Like, you know, you, you wonder like DC, well, you have to have Batman in it. But this these stories have nothing to do with Batman. It doesn't matter. You have to put Batman in it. So literally- See, Marvel doesn't make that these, mistake. No, no. Like, they didn't go, we got to have- we gotta have, uh, You got to have Iron Man in everything. Iron Man's got to yeah. be Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it was like really shoehorned in like, all right, the Justice League is in it for a few minutes, but then Batman is in it through the whole thing. But he doesn't do anything. He just kind of follows John Constantine and Zatanna and these other like magical characters around so this is like the version of um like when you have dr strange um introducing magic to the marvel universe this is that dark version of like introducing magic into the dc universe it's pretty much the same thing in fact they're so similar sometimes like you have swamp thing in dc but you have man thing in marvel and they don't really make bones about who copied who it's pretty obvious uh so this movie, it's it's okay. The problem is, is if on you, demand, by the way, it is it's on demand. Okay. It's it's on demand. It's okay. It's it's definitely uh, 
one of the uh, better <laughs> better movies than the live action stuff that we've been seeing out of DC, obviously, with the exception of Wonder Woman. But it doesn't focus in to these characters, which it really should. It, it shoehorns Batman and some of the other characters in that don't need to be there. Like a good example of one of these movies that was Assault on Arkham, where you had a Suicide Squad movie and Batman was a secondary supporting character. Mm-hmm. They got it completely wrong in this, where Batman wasn't even a supporting character. He was just literally drawn in every shot, not doing anything. <laughs> like that. Like, what do you, you don't have, then don't put Batman in there. You don't have he's to have Batman. He's looming in, in yeah. the corner. Yeah, he's literally, he's literally, lo- yeah. Do they just like pull up yeah. and there's the Batmobile? Like, oh, it's yeah. probably close. Yeah, yeah. And, and every once in a while, he, there's just a shot of him going, uh, like disapp- disapproving growl because because uh, it's magic and he doesn't like magic. So, so it was definitely he does. Weird. Batman doesn't like magic. Yeah, yeah. He's like uh, so theatricality and deception are uh, powerful agents. That that doesn't. Who doesn't not... like real magic? Oh, yes. Because that's the de- so this is some sort this of the Christian devil. themed one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, so it, it was a weird movie. It was, um, it's okay. It's not a horrible movie, but it's also you, you you're make watching it sound this, horrible. Yeah, there, there's parts of it where you're you're looking at it and you're going like, well, what what an odd choice creatively to do that. If you're going to concentrate on Justice League Dark and these dark magical characters, you don't have to shoehorn in all these other characters. A disgruntled like, Batman. Yeah, like a disgruntled Just Batman. Middle management Batman. And then, and then you see too, it's Wait, like- Wait, all corporate sees this. It, a good example is like, you know when you have those uh, those B sci-fi movies and you have the one star who's in it for five minutes, but they're on the cover? And then that's just to sell the movie. That's what this is like. So Batman is prominently on the cover. Oh wow! And but he's, he's he doesn't really do much in the movie. So it would it could have been a really cool vehicle to kind of introduce everyone to John Constantine properly, but it didn't quite get there. So it's okay. It's it's definitely uh, worth a look. It's a plain movie for <laughs> sure, um, but it doesn't. You you definitely end up wanting more for it, and you also. Uh, <laughs> You end up talking to the screen a couple times, going, "Why doesn't Batman do something?" Yeah. <laughs> just, just sitting there. Yeah. Well, John, it's your problem. Yes. Clean yeah. it up. No, I'll just. All right, where are you going? I'll follow you. All right. Around here. Yeah. I don't. I don't like. I don't like magic. Oh, great. <laughs> yes. We're out of coffee. Yeah. No, he's, <laughs> he's just a fucking asshole. <laughs> so, if you kids wouldn't leave me a crab around yeah. a goddamn bad cave. I wouldn't have been. So I I don't know. It's, it's one of those movies that it, you might like it, you may not. Yeah, and it's interesting how like Guillermo Guillermo oh, ask del Toro, your mother. Guillermo, <laughs> Guillermo del Toro is producing and originally directing. He he was supposed to be a previous a live action adaptation of Justice League Dark under the working title of Dark Universe. Ooh, everyone should be using the oh, words God. Dark Universe now. Uh, but this animated film was based on an old script for Dark Universe, and uh, I think that's one of the problems. It's based on an old script for something else. So <laughs> those always work. Those always work. So uh, it's okay, right in the middle. All right. Well, um, now we've talked about this movie before, but uh, Snatch. But so Nikki, you saw, you've seen it numerous times, and did you see different like yes. incarnations? Of I it? did. Okay, so what? An interesting. Did you see thing. a rough cut too? Yeah. Okay. I saw. Um, well, I think I saw. It, it was. It was. Yeah, I did see a rough cut, but I the one I remember it had. Um, can I say like if there was like a, another? I can say that right. If they cut like a whole character, sure. yeah. of course. Pierce Brosnan was in it. What? Really? Yeah, had a whole storyline. Wow. Um, as a. Um, Did he like magic? 
<laughs> he just sat around at the, at the he was just at the resort uh, who wants to go swimming now <laughs> so he was in um the when when Goldie and Amy get locked up the first time he is just like an old man in the corner that's been there forever just like oh and he has like this great beard on oh, and you can't hilarious. tell who it is at all yeah where you're just like oh there's this like skinny withered old man that doesn't speak and then um, is this punishment for being in Mamma Mia? <laughs> <laughs> He's been in there. Yeah. You're going to Mamma Mia bad movie jail? And then um, they never really meet him. And then um, Goldie gets locked up on her own while Amy's doing something else. And she is with him again in that um, cell or whatever. And then at the end, Goldie's like, Amy comes to get her. And she's like, hold on, I have to, I have to go get someone. And she runs back in and she comes out with, the guy, Tom, on like her shoulders, just running down the stairs, carrying this like old man, gets in the back seat and they, they're like, we saved Tom. And then the next day, it ends, the movie ends uh, the way we saw it, like they're like dancing on a vacation Spoiler again. Alert. Oh, sorry. It's all right. They, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah that is really it. not good. Sorry, I'm so <laughs> okay. stupid. Sorry. Um, I'm not stupid, but I'm just like ignorant about this podcast. It's all right. And Okay, so I'm just trying not to call myself stupid so much. Okay, so I, <laughs> I'm so stupid for even trying to not say that I'm stupid. Oh, um, if only Batman were, ooh, stop yeah. calling yourself yeah. stupid. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, anyway, th- there is an alternate ending where uh, he, the guy shows up, and you know it's going to be someone, and it is Pierce Brosnan. And then Goldie and him have a, kind of a thing oh. where they're like... And they cut out his whole storyline. Whole storyline. So why, from seeing that to the final version, what was it, just like a time issue? What do you it think? It was a time issue, oh. yeah. And it was... Um, yeah, it was interesting because I think they did it, like, right before. Like, and so... Yeah, I like saw Amy say to Goldie, like, "Did you talk to Pierce yet?" Like, like, and she's like, "Yeah, he's fine." Like, but it was just right before, and it was, it for me, it was a big cut, like a cut that I wanted back in. Like, I would have loved to see it again. Maybe director's cut on the DVD, the bottom back in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, The Brosnan cut. The Brosnan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a like a way to. Circumcise. <laughs> I, want my, I want my son to have the Brosnan cut. That's gonna cost you extra. It's, it's a classy one. It's it's make it makes your guy tall and handsome. <laughs> so, well, let me. So no. So since you were sort of privy to the process, um, like how how was it in terms of just from your being friends with Amy or whatever, like her like the shooting of it and was she happy with the overall process of it? Yes. She had a blast doing it and um, they took a, uh, yeah, I'm not surely sure what happened with the script, but I think it was Katie Dippold wrote it and then Amy and her sister kind of rewrote it. But I think writing went to Katie, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So they had a great time shooting it and um, she got really sick during it. Oh, wow. Where did they shoot it? In Hawaii. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, um, what was the thing that I was going to say about it? I It didn't do well on Rotten Tomatoes or with critics. And I think it's just, I think they're wrong. And I'm not just saying that as a person, as her friend. I, I think it's so hard to make a comedy that has a lot of laugh out loud moments, which this one did. And, I, you know, like, I don't know what they expect. I just, it made me not trust Rotten Tomatoes, which I, I know we're not supposed to maybe. 
Are we? I don't. I don't well, trust the critics the overall with, with rotten, comedy. The problem with Rotten Tomatoes is that it's it's an all or nothing kind of thing. Yes. Like it's either uh, loved it or hated it. If you're right. a lukewarm, like, well, I kind of liked it. There's no. There's rating for yes. that. Yeah. It's like, so that's the problem. It's it's binary. It's one or zero. Yes. And um and I just think that it, there was some kind of like uh, alt right kind of uh, spin on this one that they just don't like. I think it was I think it was a feminist issue. I think really? they don't like women. People don't like women, and that this. Sh- all, I'm so- all people don't like women. No, I, I mean I think they like, gave us a, a pass with bridesmaids, and they're like. Don't do it again, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, we let you, you, you have you, you one comedy one. where we said, yeah. you know, this is great. And same with Trainwreck. I mean, like, there were a lot. I just think that um, what uh, this one was deliberately panned for reasons other than the movie, I think. Really? There's something else at play. Yeah. Could I be. think that there's a backlash on Amy right now anyway. Yeah, there is. And I'm very sensitive to it because I, I get on message boards and like fight with people and create fake accounts to like argue with like I'm very I'm vigilante about combating these idiots. But I think that they're that that kind of like fed into it. And I think it's gonna be a comedy that people like go back to and are gonna like really love. Yeah, I've seen I've seen uh, I, It's I, weird not... that there's ignorance on the internet. No, I no. know just right? one yeah. just probably just one page. I, it was uh, just that page. I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the one. Just the, just the one. I still have the theory that it's just five people with supercomputers that just go through, that literally go through everything, and that's where all the comments yeah. come from. I, I think, I mean, I don't deny that any of those things were could, could or are were in play. Yeah. But I also would say, in general, I've... I've I When it comes to comedy movies, I can't read reviews because I've seen critics just be... I, again... We're comics, so we have a different point of view about yeah. it. I've just seen critics miss funny, like really funny. Well, they've just missed it, and I've yes. seen them go, "This is a great one." It's like that's the dumbest thing. Totally. So I just like. I think you're right. It's it's so hard for critics to like. Yeah, they're. I'm not gonna like the same movies that movie critics exactly. are gonna like comedically, and I think that you're right. Like. It makes me think of like um, heads of studios choosing what shows go and which jokes and shows go, and you're like, why are you deciding? You have the worst. You should not be in charge of this at all. And and these critics are in charge of whether something is funny or not, and have no none, no skill to determine that. None at all. I really, I, I yeah. They Welcome should... to the entertainment yeah, industry. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah. Well, that's interesting though. That's interesting to see. I'd love to to see the two versions. Um, Do you think it would have done better if it came out after Wonder Woman? Um, possibly. I mean, I think that stuff does matter. I think it would have done better if it came out right after Trump won. Hmm. Like, I think these things, like, like it, there would have been a surge of women being <laughs> like, we got to go support women. I think the, the timing is, like, so important. But um, I don't know. I just think that it, if it would have come out before her Netflix special. Let's yeah. say that people said she stole material, which she didn't, and there was all this dumb stuff going around. Like I think that affected it. There's so you know, it's it's stupid. You know, when you get to a certain point, fame-wise, uh, male or female, sometimes there always seems to be an inevitable backlash of some of form course. or another. Yes. Uh, especially if you get really hot really quickly. Yeah. Um, it really seems like it's okay. Well, now you're a target. Yeah. Well, everyone, everyone, especially especially comedically, there's a we're sick of you. 
Yes. Like when you get when you're like when, when you're when, the comic that suddenly is when everywhere. Will Ferrell like uh, got famous and was in a hundred horrible movies at the same time. Yeah. Like oh, it's enough. Of Will sick Ferrell. Of him. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think also it, someone who's a comedian that it, in 2015 was on everything. Amy was on everything, and then also having political views that people are upset about and saying things that are controversial because she's a comedian gets a lot more heat and then people can turn on her much more easily but like yeah I, if you're not if they're you didn't make it unless people have a backlash against you yeah ultimately right i mean it's it's just inevitable and then we'll build her back up and we'll well then they'll do some uh, yeah. then they'll, well, right exactly they'll tear her down and then they'll be like oh she's hit rock bottom and then everyone will sur- you know oh the media and everybody will be like oh she's making a comeback Exactly. Celebrator, and it's like well, she didn't the go fucking anywhere. Worst. Right. You're and the worst. She's smart about it though, because I talked to her about it. Because I, it, it, it's it's insane to see my friend become one of the most famous women, arguably in America. Like, stars. she's one of the most famous comedians in ever, America. Ever. Like, yes. yes. Like right now, like it's it's crazy, and it's um. But she was like, she knew it the whole time. She was like, there's going to be a backlash. This isn't going to last forever. And I'm going to make all the money I can during this heat time. So that's why she did everything. And invest in bitcoins. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And now she's kind of incubating and spending her fucking dough. And and she'll be back. She's writing stuff. But like, uh, yeah, she's aware of of what was going to happen. More people. More than I was. Are not aware. (laughs) Yeah. And I think. I mean, I was I've seen some comics and they get this happens all the time. They get their show and then they're all cocky. And it's just like I remember joking some comic. This guy was all like, blah, blah. And I was like, you'll be fine, man. Shows never get canceled. And he just stopped and looked at me. And I was like, did he believe you? He kind of was like, and I go, <laughs> and he kind of stopped for a second and almost was like, yeah. And, I, and then he kind of realized, oh, and I was like, oh, yeah. my God, I they can take traditional media gives you. The show. They give you the movie. But they own it. They can take it the fuck back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they can pull that shit away with you. And if you're not smart with your money. You um, can be cast on Lord of the Rings and uh, get sent back home. Did that happen? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Stuart uh, Townsend, wasn't it? Yeah, Stuart Townsend. Stuart Townsend, yeah. He got replaced by Viggo Mortensen after shooting began. In fact, uh, Jack Jack Black uh, made a joke about it when he was shooting King Kong with... uh, um, uh, and Jackson. he said, with uh, Peter Jackson, with, yeah, with Peter Jackson saying, "All right, I better bring my A game. I know I can be replaced on day one." So <laughs> the story I always think about, and I they, they should like teach it in show business school, is like, so I grew up watching the Flip Wilson show, and it was like, oh wow, he was hilarious. I thought he was great. And then I read the story as I got older. He took the money from that show, like put it in the bank and investments, and just lift all the interest. He bought a moderate house. He didn't go $20 million bling bling. And right. he's like, I'm good. Yes. And like, I don't, he goes, if I buy the $20 million house and everything goes belly up, then what, you know, then I have to be doing and Flip Wilson what? in Vegas for the rest yes. of my life. Or whatever. And, and you got to sell the $20 million house. Oh, that's house is gone. And then you're Nick Cage. Right. <laughs> but no, but, but yeah. I, I heard that story and I was like, wow. And it was like, he goes, and also then, he had he didn't have to take the shitty projects to support the famous A list life. Yes, he did. He did what he wanted. He was like, "Oh, I'll go be on the Carol Burnett show because I'm friends with them and it's fun." So you know, right. I mean, the That's lesson here is it, Alan Alda. It doesn't even matter if you're in entertainment or not. Manage your money properly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not taught. I mean, that's yeah. not taught. We're taught to be fucking workers and consumers yes. in this country. I mean, even I- if you work in a lumber mill. 
Manage your money properly. Manage your money. <laughs> yeah, if you make I, forty grand a year and you spend thirty, you're going to be okay. If you make two million dollars a year and spend three, guess what? Yeah, yeah but yeah. so often you're going to be even you, you, yeah, you're going to be even better shape because the government will take care of you. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry, they got you. Well, no, I'm, well, if you're a bank, yeah, you'll get bailed out. Yeah, don't fine. worry, you'll be fine. You won't have to pay any of that. <laughs> So um, we're talking about ad reads now. Oh, uh, guess what? The only ad read revenue. We, we only have one right now, and that's the, our Patreon ad, Mike Valdez, who is MikeValdez.com, comic and uh, musician. Check out his stuff. And we just got a new patron and for, at the ad tier, and he will come online next month after uh, that because that's how it works. Yeah, once you once you so for the Patreon, uh, if you if you I guess they call it pledge this month, you won't get charged till the first of next month, and then once you're charged, then you'll get your rewards your, and your rewards are right. So one of the things you get at the fifty dollar level is you get your name read like Mike Valdez, who is MikeValdez.com. Every single episode. Boom. That's worth it. Yes. So now we're talking about trailers. Now, this is a remake, Flatliners. When I saw this remake, I'm like, they're not really remaking this movie, are they? I mean, it's not like the the first one was so amazing. They were like, we need to make this again. <laughs> and, remember that movie from the late 80s, yeah, early the Rat 90s? Pack. Oh, wow. And, and also I remember, too, like, well, maybe they'll do something different or interesting with it. <laughs> no. No, it looks like the exact same movie. Uh, although I am waiting to see where the key for Sutherland uh cameo is going to be any rumors might, on that yeah he might i mean there was someone famous as the doctor that is like their teacher the professor that has to be it's got to be yeah it's got to be him somebody yeah. in there yeah that's yeah like we were talking about it's weird that julia roberts passed on the uh remake <laughs> i watched so. this and i just went oh they got an old uh, final destination script yes yeah so um, I don't know. Do you think they'll merchandise those uh, head things that they're wearing that make them go into sleep? I death? loved it. Oh, that Coachella yeah. <laughs> next year. <laughs> Who wants to die for three minutes at Coachella? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be cool. Some band will start calling them Flatlineys, and then that's how you know you're like a fan. And the of audience like, dies yes. for three minutes. Yes. Yeah, drum solo. I'm in. <laughs> Maybe this is more Burning Man. Am I wrong? Yeah. Are we marketing this? No one's a spectator. Yeah, I think you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, wow. Finally, after 1990, oh, we're finally yeah. getting a remake. Joel Kevin, Schumacher. Boy, Kevin Bacon. He's just a great director. William Baldwin, Oliver Platt. So many people were in this movie. Yeah, I can't. Um, I can't get excited about this. The next movie is a, uh, <laughs> a bunch of, as Jackie Cation would say, a bunch of accents and haircuts. Uh, goodbye, Christopher <laughs> Robin. Uh, this is the story of how Winnie the Pooh was created and how it was based on uh, the I author's son. I thought it was a, a, another Ted movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> World War One, post-World War One Ted movie. <laughs> that would be great. It, it so really, he was an upper crust British guy, and then he yeah. got, oh, man, let's go get laid. <laughs> a wisecracking bear. Yeah. But the uh, this really feels like a, a Finding Neverland kind of story like movie like uh like what was really going on with the author when he created these uh um this masterpiece that made him very very famous until disney took over all of the rights and i wonder if it'll how far into the future it'll get to like uh will we get to see some of the uh, embroiled uh rights issues that disney mm. is fighting with for compare, uh <laughs> um th this uh, english world war one vets uh, battle with disney like when he fought the kaiser <laughs> There's a World War One reference. Thank you guys so much. Uh, leave that to women. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so 
I, uh, this movie, though, it doesn't, like, just from the trailer, it didn't seem to be any, there's no conflict. I'm seeing, wh- where's, where does it get, the only thing was the kid was like, I thought this what we were playing. Yeah. Like, it just, it seems the, the big. It, it, yeah, you, the kid sues his dad for the rights. The, the yeah, kid yeah, just like, wants more playtime, and he's yeah, like, Daddy, you're ignoring me. That's oh, the. And it's like, no, we're doing both. I'm going to make a living off of our playtime. But the kid then seems happy. Like, it, I feel like there wasn't. Anything. Yeah, I don't know where the conflict is exactly in this movie. Like I said, if we get into the Disney rights issues later, maybe that's where we go to. But, think, uh, I think the the conflict is going to be in the 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 the, the constant dealing with the aftermath of World War One because it was such an awful trench warfare thing. That's my, that's what because when they showed the be. beginning of yeah. it. It could so, be, or uh, Christopher Robin wants his heart stopped for two minutes to see what happens. Right. So <laughs> I think it. that could also be okay. what happens. With his Coachella hat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Batman's in the background going, it's just yeah. a <laughs> oh, magic. Disgruntled <laughs> 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 Batman. So... So on DVD and Blu-rays, we have Life. Uh, like I said, this was the movie that if you couldn't wait for Aliens to come out, you would you would go see Life. And uh, the next one oh, is uh, Wilson. This was the um, the Woody Harrelson movie where he finds out he has a daughter and he's not the best dad. This was the um, – I didn't see this. It was low budget. It was limited release. I know yeah. they were trying to make an Oscar push with it, so I never I – never... Yeah, it's one to check out on an airplane. Did you see it, Aaron? No. It struck me as like uh, Woody Harrelson's About Schmidt. Mm. Uh, yeah, like it, did, it did have that feel for like sure. It's kind of the road. He's on the road a little bit. Okay. So, and the yeah. cover of it looks like that. Yeah. So we'll yeah, see. It is. It's yeah. almost like the yeah. same, same marketing yeah. department. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on the site spotlight today, uh, there's, uh, like we said, Neil Weekly's film news is there. And I, I glanced at it. We'll be talking about more about this on the uh, upcoming show that we'll be doing with Neil. Is the mummy finger pointing has already begun oh. on where the disaster of this movie was. And interestingly, a lot of the fingers are pointing towards Tom Cruise. No. Who, but which bothers me because it gets Alex Kurtzman off the hook. <laughs> and that disturbs me the most after everything. Like he's, uh, Even if it was t- uh, Tom Cruise's fault, I want Alex Kurtzman to take the blame for this. We had... Um, so, yeah, Alex Kirsten, we should blame him for a lot of stuff. So Why are they blaming Tom Cruise? What's For creative control on everything, like right. everything from uh, Which the is, way shots would look. The, but the That's the way he is with he everything. Is, yeah. Though, yeah. He yeah. comes in with his Scientology team. His team, his team, quote team, yeah. I hear that like uh, sometimes he's like, you know, he wants to do all his own stunts, and they're like, we could have gotten this done in one day, but because he wants to do it, it's going to take three weeks. Really? That's he, I've heard that from... Uh, oh. Reputable source. Ooh. That doesn't surprise me. Just that airplane just scene. Like, they were bragging uh, about how long it took. Um, I want to say there was a. Um, we got a comment about the. Since you bring up the mummy, uh-huh. uh, Cameron Grimsley at the real Cami underscore G uh, said on Twitter, "It Graham L and Chris Mancini. It wasn't good, but exactly what I expected, and I had fun. I think you guys were too hard on the mummy. No." <laughs> You're too soft well, <laughs> on the mummy. And this goes to uh, also pointing towards like uh, if after you've listened to us talk about it or even if you listen to the spoiler up and then you went to see it, your expectations would have been so low that you might have actually found the movie watchable. But I will say this. You still shouldn't have. 
You it still was, it was still a it. terrible film. And if you heard the spoiler app and thought your tweet was going to turn us around, <laughs> it's, that was uh, ill-advised. We, uh, his t- we still his, did not like His the film. face. I would want to just stare at his face the whole time. Is it very taut? Oh, Tom Cruise's yeah, face? Yeah, like how's he You looking? also wonder, too. Yeah, like, he looks good. I mean, it, he's it, got a... Well, again, it gets to that control of like when he's being shot, especially in close-ups, you know he's picking the lens, the filters, <laughs> so like right. everything. He's picking every single thing yep. that has to do with how he looks on film. And he has his own makeup artist. I hear he yes. sleeps upright so that his face doesn't like, like Nosferatu onto the p- pillow. <laughs> yes, literally. He sleeps like uh, like sitting. In a coffin? Because when you sleep on the pillow, that like really... that wrinkles your face a lot i don't know if that's oh. true or not but i hope it is i hope it is I hope too. too i that's, think it's be great that's dedication I yeah. wanna, or maybe sleeps upside down that would actually be the best yeah because that would get the blood flowing yeah, through your face would, yeah make you that look would younger lift yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh <laughs> check out the mummy finger pointing <laughs> that's all over the web uh oh. and mummy uh pointing yep so and also Premiering this week, Transformers: The Last Night. Oh my God! Uh, I we have neither Graham or I have any desire to see this film, so I hope you guys enjoy it. The, uh, only, I, the only way to save the franchise: bring some fucking knights into it. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what King you have to Arthur do to myth. save the franchise. Bring knights and uh, do time travel. Fantastic, even better. So I don't know, Graham. Are we going to see this to make it a spoiler app? Uh, no. No. We might. We might do a spoiler wrap anyway. All right. What's the Patreon Patreon tier to make you go see it? Ten grand. It's only $10,000. We will go see the last night. Because our uh, our next spoiler wrap is actually going to be uh, War Machine. With Jimmy yep. Dore, that'll actually be a really cool one. That'll be that'll be very interesting. Um, yeah. But they, we uh, promised you guys twi- two a month. You're getting them. You're going to get them. Uh, but the, we didn't the... say which two. <laughs> Uh, but we're going to do the, the movie I would really recommend just from the trailers that I've seen is The Big Sick. This is Kumail Najani and, and Emily V. Gordon. Emily's been on the show. Yes. Uh, both of them have been in Podfest. This is basically about their life. Yeah. Huge, huge acquisition deal. Uh, yeah. Millions of dollars Amazon bought this for. Really? Yeah, at a film festival. I think it was at Sundance or was I think it was Park City. Yeah, I think so. But it was, it was or, yeah, they bought it for millions of dollars. It's, the trailer is very funny. And Might have been South by Southwest. South by, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it really either way they got the money. <laughs> yeah, they the two of them wrote it together. She doesn't play the girlfriend in it. Um, he obviously plays himself, and right. there's there's funny stuff in there, and it's one of those things where it's based on a true story. It's based on a true story. It's based on their life, so it feels very authentic. It doesn't right. feel like oh, make this joke. It's like yes. no, no. I would. This was the dinner I had with my Pakistani family, and they they did say these things, and yeah. his family did say, and Ray Romano, he looks amazing, and I can't wait. He looks great in yeah. it. Yeah, like there's this funny. It's a limited release too, so it might be hard to find, mm-hmm. uh, but. Rest assured, it'll be on Amazon soon enough. Yeah, right. Yeah, which now you can get organic produce. Uh, right, because they bought Whole Foods. <laughs> they they oh, did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 this is a movie I would definitely go check out and support because it's. Uh, Please do. It's look. It looks yeah. like awesome. Mm-hmm. Everything that's good about independent filmmaking. 
So, all right. Well, that is our what? show, Dude, and we wow. we want to talk about we want to like we said uh, support the Patreon. That's really been helping us out, guys. We're at eleven hundred dollars. We're getting really close to that uh, next goal. We want it. We're only eight hundred and some away from mm-hmm. uh, two thousand, and that will help us stabilize the company, get us more content for you guys. We're talking about launching new podcasts and doing all sorts of really cool different things, but we just really need your support and help for that. And also, yeah, I mean, the more uh, like infrastructure we can get, there's a lot of feature film. I mean, we have several feature scripts that we're out there shopping around. We want to yes. do more feature production because earbuds is, was such a has been a cool thing. Um, and now so, that's going to be out in the world uh, come the fall. We're looking at a September wide release for yep, that with a distributor. We don't have a specific date yet, but Comedy no. Dynamics is talking about late August, early September yep. when we get the, the wide date. It'll as soon as we know, you'll know. You'll know. But What's the, going on all the platforms. But the Patreon for sure has been a, uh, a lifeblood <laughs> life for us, so it's been really, really helping us. So it's helping to, us sleep upright like Tom yes. Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, yes, and finger point. <laughs> Because you have to have someone watch you sleep and wake you up yes. if you ever slump over. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah, have yeah. to hire someone. Of course. It's, yeah. it's costly. Oh, why not hire yeah. a person in a Batman costume to go, uh, yeah. <laughs> Grumble when you sleep normal. Yeah. <laughs> you, Tom Cruise has a sleep wrangler. He does. He absolutely does. <laughs> So, uh, so please support the Patreon. Like we said, there's a lot of cool stuff at the two and five and ten dollar levels. Mm-hmm. Bonus and, stuff. Yeah. Any more stuff? And then there's, you know, there's some physical rewards at the thirty. We had a couple thirties come in, and then uh, you get the ad read at fifty. And then, of course, you get the whole. So the whole video of this episode is available only on the Patreon. The clips we put up on the regular YouTube channel. So start mm-hmm. supporting the YouTube channel, which is cool. Um, but yeah, and then you get all the bonus, all the bonus. So stuff. it's definitely worth it. We want to make more stuff for you guys. We just need your help. Yes. Speaking so. of help, that's a horrible segue. It doesn't. <laughs> make Speaking of help, Nikki, where can people find you? Where are your shows? Um, the internet. I will be at the ID10T Festival, Chris Hardwick's festival at the Shoreline Theater in uh, Palo Alto, I think, mm. this weekend. Um, I'll be in Kansas on the 28th at the Lawrence Art Center in Lawrence, Kansas as part of the Free State Festival. And then I'll be in uh, Denver at Comedy Works in late July. Nice. Yes. Outstanding. Where can people find you on the website? Or... NikkiGlazer.com. Boom. Boom. <laughs> All right. He's Boom. <laughs> Boom. Uh, well, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen, episode 375. In the books. Lock Mark it, it down. down. Wow. Hop it, make it sleep upright. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's better for its skin. Really, make this episode sleep upright. <laughs> you know, and don't practice magic, guys. It's oh, the devil's yeah. workshop. It just it makes Batman if grumpy. Don't make Batman grumpy, guys. Nobody wants a grumpy Batman. Uh, thank you to everybody here at the All Things Comedy World Headquarters that the people at Soapbox don't know exists. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Brent, who did our social media, big shout out to him, Aaron Brungart on the ones and twos. Aaron, anything exciting you want to announce to the people? I'm just happy that there's two Cardinals fans in this in this room right now. Oh, Not me. I'm just that? kidding. I am. <laughs> Are you from St. Louis? No, but... You but just I'm like the Cardinals? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, well, so anyway, this is, a, this is a this is I like the right. bird, the Cardinal. Yeah. But not like, the baseball. I like, yeah, yeah, I like literally like the animal more than oh. the team. That's so fantastic. Cool. So really only one, Aaron. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go Cubs, bitches, you're reigning World Series champions. Sleep upright, Cubs. You need to play better. <laughs> yes. Too much 500 ball, fellas. <laughs> Stop practicing magic and let's just get in the goddamn batting cages. Ball strikes, sleep upright. 
All right. Thank you, Nikki Glazer. Thank you. For being on our program. Thanks for coming. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first. The magic. <laughs>